was the state of my day after enduring the agony of work, cramming myself like a sardine onto the crowded bus and fighting through driving rain to the grocery store, only to discover that my lifeline, my reason for living, had been whisked away, leaving empty shelves. I stared blankly at the chipped metal, errant droplets pattering from the hem of my coat onto the dingy tile. I didn't ask much from the universe. The usual, really. Not getting hit by a bus, my apartment not burning down, my hair and teeth not inexplicably falling out. But this? This was a low blow, even for the distant and indifferent cosmos. Excuse me. I flagged down the bleary-eyed teen in a green vest, wheeling a cart of bread down the aisle. He slumped forward to lean on the cart, his head swinging to face me, which I assumed was as close as I was going to get to, can I help you? Do you have any Oreos? He stared past me to the empty shelves. We're out. Could you look in the back? We're out, he repeated, resuming his agonizing trudge down the aisle, one of the wheels on the cart wailing with each turn. I shoved aside the other, lesser cookies, hoping for a glimpse of cheery blue and the chocolate delights within. Maybe a packet nestled somewhere out of sight, waiting for me. Not just any Oreos, either. The double stuff. All I wanted was to slouch on the couch with a packet of Oreos on my stomach, twisting those little discs apart, numbing my mind with some inane TV and pretending nothing else in the world existed. That wasn't too much to ask, was it? The slouching teen reappeared, a blue packet in his hands. Here. My savior, but my hopes crumbled like a stale off-brand cookie as he extended it to me, and I tried to keep the disgust from my face, willing the corners of my mouth into a friendly smile instead of a sneer. These weren't Oreos. They were abominations, cream sandwiched between two deceitful yellow wafers. Anyone who thought they were even in the same genus was an idiot. Thanks, I said, taking the packet of little Judases. If they had mouths, I'm sure they'd be laughing at me. When he disappeared around the corner, I shoved them among the multitude of chocolate chip cookies and Swiss rolls. Having no Oreos was better than having yellow Oreos. Chocolate Oreos were soothing, nostalgic, comforting. Yellow Oreos taunted you, made you embrace your own mortality and tasted bland while doing it. I cast a last glance at the shelves, still refusing to accept they were empty, before trudging to the front of the store, 
hoping I could drown my sorrows in a few travel-sized packets from the registers. Maybe the world knew something I didn't. Maybe the apocalypse was upon us. What other explanation was there for a store in the 21st century being completely and utterly out of Oreos? Tomorrow the world would end and some lucky bastard out there at least had a pack of Oreos when it all went up in smoke. If society did hurtle back to the Stone Age, I knew who I was hunting down first. My search by the registers, accompanied by the relentless beeping of scanned purchases like an erratic EKG, was just as fruitless. A cart rattled by, limping on a stuck wheel, and a blue packet perched on top of the pile of lunch meat and chips and broccoli blazed out like a beacon. Milk's favorite cookie. Forget milk, they were my favorite cookie. Milk could get its own. Excuse me, where did you find those? This was what I was reduced to. Scavenging from carts like someone bumming for cigarettes. If I wasn't careful, someone might think I had a problem, like I was standing there scratching at myself and looking for my next hit. But I did have a problem, damn it. Forty-five little cream-filled problems. The candy aisle, she said, nodding down the row of nondescript aisles toward the one I had just emerged from. I stared sadly at the passive blue packet. I could grab them and run. Fly out the door, my raincoat streaming out behind me like a cape, while all the bleary-eyed attendants stared after me, murmuring to themselves, Who was that? But no, I only stood there, at least no longer dripping, as the cart slowly rolled away with a rumble as its lame front wheel shuddered, leaving straggled black streaks across the dingy tile. From the sheer volume in her cart, I guessed she was a mother just trying to feed her ravenous children. Those Oreos were destined for school lunches and grubby little hands, not my pajama-covered tummy. I stood forlornly at the end of a closed register, watching my fellow shoppers weave in and out of the aisles, their wet shoes squeaking on the floors. The world wasn't ending. It would turn just as reliably and relentlessly as always, and in time, my distress over a solitary pack of Oreos would be nothing more than a faded memory. Sparks of electricity that vanished into the ether instead of working their way into the web of experiences that came together to form the strange and arguably questionable organism I called me. In a year's time, it wouldn't matter one bit whether the shelves had been empty or full. It was just another day like so many others, so many other identical, indistinguishable trips to this same store. If anything, this should be a wake-up call, a reminder that the real things in life weren't sold in packs on store shelves— Those things faded into a lost haze of existence. The real things, the real memories were out there, waiting to be taken, waiting for me to go and take them. With a sigh, I trudged toward frozen foods. Maybe they had Oreo ice cream.
Today's episode of Tiny Tales was written and narrated by R.E. Rule. Music and production by Frank Narat. Thanks for listening.